now it's time for movies. Oh my God, what a what a silly cliche. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But it's been a silly day. I thought let's step back into movies. I've talked about music. I think I think I've given away too much of myself when I'm talking about music because you know, in films, films are a little more refined for me. It's like okay. <clears throat> When you start talking about films, that's when you're an adult. You start talking about these two scenarios on screen that I'm watching right now. Uh, (laughs) Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor. In reality, Rock Hudson was gay and Elizabeth Taylor was his very good friend. As she was the good, very friend of probably queer um, James Dean and you know it's a James Dean night on Turner Classic Movies they started out with one of my favorites which is East of Eden because it's shot in California and because at the time Mendocino really looked more like uh, Fort Bragg or not Fort Bragg uh, Salinas and Monterey in the early 1900s so they shot it there and um, and that's why I love it. I love oh god, it's James Dean. Come on, Rebel Without a Cause always guts me because in reality he died right before the movie came out, and then Giant Giant is just just big, uh, bombastic Edna Ferber epic. And uh, I remember I I have a really good friend and professor who told me to watch Giant, and I watched it and. It was striking. It was striking, not just okay. You got James Dean, you've got Elizabeth Taylor, you've got Rock Hudson. Talk about a threesome, <laughs> and um, you've got uh, also in Texas this backdrop of racism. Ooh, brutal, fucking racism. And as a and as a brown man, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm so. I'm so glad I don't live in Texas. Uh, I mean, my my grandfather was a Southern gentleman. He was from Kentucky. Um, my father had two fathers. He had his father who died um, in the 1950s. And then he had another father whom my grandmother remarried uh, in the 1950s. And so, because I don't, we don't like to say stepfather, you know, because he was my grandfather. You know, he was, I knew him very, very well. And um, and so I knew all about the South, and I knew, you know, I was taught to hold the door open for ladies, and you know, to be polite, and you know, my grandfather would say thank you kindly, and go wash your your shorts, or go wash your glass, go w- clean up your room, and all that. So yeah, and and I do love Southern food, so come on, and I do have a lot of friends, some who come from the South, but Texas, oh yeah. I, I've talked to people of Mexican descent, and they're and you know some of them like Texas and some of them don't like Texas, <laughs> and um, I've never been. I'd like to go, so you know just to experience it for myself. And here we are, giant. Uh, this big. I mean, how this movie is so freaking long, three hours and thirty minutes. I mean, this makes. Gone with the Wind look like an after school special, you know. I mean, Gone with Gone with the Wind, <laughs> you know. There's so much shit going on and going with Gone with the Wind, and then and then yes, it's politically incorrect and and it's the backdrop and then it's the and you know, it's shit like that. Um, 
but I think with Giant, because you had all of these different characters, and because I'm watching it in real time, and I can talk about it, I, I don't even own Giant. I, I, I do own a copy of Rebel Without a Cause, which was given to me in college by my friend and professor when I graduated, and then I own, I love East of Eden. I love East of Eden. That's probably my favorite, aside from Rebel Without a Cause. So we've got Elizabeth Taylor as Leslie Layton Benedict. Rock Hudson as Jordan Britt Bick. Is it, is it, oh, <laughs> Benedict. James Dean as Jet Rink. Carol Baker as Luz Benedict II. Jane Withers as Vishanti Synth. And Mercedes McCambridge as Luz Benedict. Um, Mercedes McCambridge, if you don't know that name, you've heard her voice. She was this um, character actress, and in the 1970s, 50 years ago, did the voice for the demon in The Exorcist, and was not credited, and then sued their asses. Yeah. And then you've got Dennis Hopper as Jordan Benedict III. Dennis Hopper, who was a good friend of James Dean. We all knew Dennis Hopper as, you know, easy rider, come on. And then Sal Minio, who was also in Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean, as Angel... Uh, Ebregdon II, Rod Taylor is in it, George Stevens was the director, Edna Ferber was the writer. In fact, it won George Stevens um, a Best Director Oscar at the Academy Awards. Uh, James Dean received his second posthumous Oscar nomination for Giant. And uh, I don't, I, was, was Rock Hudson nominated? I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me double check because, like I said, I am watching it in real time. I'm not gonna watch the whole movie with you because I do have to go to sleep, and that would be really silly of me to forsake in my own sleep, which I do love. Uh, <laughs> to watch this very long. What what time does the film end? Oh hell no, twelve forty five. I went to bed at midnight last night. We don't need to do that again. Uh. Let's see here. I mean, this is it's it such an enormity of a film. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot going on in this film. Ah ha ha ha! Here we go. Academy Awards, Best Motion Picture nominated, Best Director one George Stevens, Best Actor James Dean, Best Supporting Actor uh, Actress Mercedes McCambridge. So no, Rock Hudson was not nominated for Giant as I thought he had. Uh, you know, we could we could talk about Rock Hudson till the cows come home, and you know, for very unfortunate reasons. Um, but you know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Uh, I think when it comes to gay icons and and we you know i why do we have to put them in such a tragic connotation you know why that's probably why i didn't particularly like brokeback mountain i mean some of it it's interesting it's it's a character study it's a character study of a love of a love story and uh whoo what a love story but um you know these films, I mean, oh, he was nominated? No, he was not, was he? 
What? Why does it? I always hate whomever wrote this. Okay. Okay, he was nominated for for Giant. I forgot. I forgot. Darn it. <laughs> hey, I try. Okay, I try. Um. Um. Yeah. To watch these films in real time, you really have to call upon all of your gifts and talents <sighs> to be able to um, watch these films in a character study. And oh, there she goes. She's taking off. She's taking off. Yep. The first time I watched this film, I was just like, okay, this is uh, such a interesting, you know, there's this, this daughter of the North and then this son of the South and they come together. Oh boy, do they ever. And she moves with him to Texas. <laughs> she, you know, she goes out of her comfort zone. She moves to Texas and boy has she got a big surprise you know she is this northern gal and living in and where it's really hot in texas and and faints and you know is not accustomed to the way of life there and what happens you know she herself starts to see the treatment of the Mexican-Americans in Texas and doesn't like it. And the husband's like, oh, but that's just how it is. That, that's, the, that's, that's probably why my professor told me to watch it. Was It's like, whoa. And how they deal with race in that time. And it, and it makes me think of Perry Mason, which I watched recently, where you had these two Mexican guys who were accused of murder. And because they're Mexican people are just like oh they're they're guilty they're guilty in this this <sighs> the legal system you know which was like oh they they did it because they're lazy and they you know wanted the easy way out well no no and if you dive into the story on Perry Mason you'll see why race in in film and in television is such a I think people still don't want to talk about it and we have to talk about it and you know yeah we're all judged whether it's the skin you know or the color of our skin or how we talk or I mean I could say that because people have always said to me I don't look how I talk okay because I guess I look tougher than I talk and then they hear me talk and they're like oh okay <laughs> I mean, I've, 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 you know, had people some say some very homophobic things to me. Oh, oh, I kind of figured you out by how you talk. And it's like, oh, geez, here we go. All right. So, yeah, it's it's been one of those days. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be back after these messages. I'm back, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Sometimes I have to pull away. 
because important things are at hand. Uh, giant, what can I say? What's unfolded? Elizabeth Taylor meets uh, Rock Hudson's character. They just spend the weekend together and then she, they get married. Now, today that's not uncommon. Um, you know, you meet someone and it's like, okay, what do we do next? Hey, let's do this. Okay. Um, and this was, but I think that was uncommon for the, the early, well, maybe the 20th century. I don't know. I was only born at the later half, I mean, 1980. So come on, let's go. Uh, things, things have changed since then. <laughs> oh my God, this movie, this movie is so dramatic and it's so... It's so Texas, you know what I mean? And um, uh, there's all these different personalities. And Rock Hudson's character is this big Texan. I mean, he is tall. And Elizabeth Taylor is this, you know, this daughter of the North. And she's come to live in this very hot, barren land of Texas. And is up uprooting everything around her including the sister the spencer sister played by mercedes mccambridge and um that's the stuff of high drama and i think that's why we we would watch these films these are these are my grandmother's era this is my grandparents era and people would tell me that you know my grand my grandmother included my grandmother and i never really sat and watched james dean movies because i got into the classics Right after I graduated high school, I was about 18. Um, and then um, it's hard to believe, you know, things happen. Um, I think I got into the classics in 1999. And only in a, a matter of months, it, it's hard to put kind of a timestamp. Um, in August of 2000 um they were on my grandparents would go on these cross-country trips they'd been to texas i mean come on they've been to new york and they came home early and my grandmother wasn't doing well and she thought she had something caught in her throat and it turned out to be lung cancer why am i talking about this because these are her films these are her films my grandfather you know my grandmother loved the movies come on she grew up in Oakland, California. She was a child of the Depression. She loved going to the movies. She would tell me that up until the day she died. And um, so, yeah, in, in August of 2000 or September, she got very sick. And then um, in November of 2001 or 2000, uh, they removed a lung. They were going to take half the lung and... Um, Soon thereafter, she died. Uh, she had the lung removed in November, and she died in February of 2001, February 4th. Uh, February 3rd was the last time I saw her alive. Um, but these are her films. These are her films. Uh, I'm not going to cry, because come on. Come on. You know, I've already done that talking about Omar Sharif. Because she loved Omar Sharif. I mean, she loved Omar Sharif. My grandmother had a good taste in men, okay? On the screen. I mean, Yul Brenner, come on. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, Grandma. Um, but yeah, this film, I remember watching something with her. It was the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Stars of the 20th Century. And when Terry Garr talks about James Dean and how he convinced you to look at him, 
And my grandmother said, oh, yes, he did. And I didn't understand that until I watched his films. And I went, oh, my God. Yeah. So these films kind of hold a different significance to me because it's not my era. But at the same time, it is because I'm fully aware. And both of my grandmothers told me this. Not in words, but probably in actions. Um, that I am an old soul, a very old soul. And, and that makes sense because of the things that I'm into, whether it's music or film. But also, also, I'm a modern person. I'm a modern person with the sensibility of knowing myself. I don't need a group of people to define me. Okay. That's probably why as a gay man and it's still you know just saying that it's like I don't always like to talk about that. Um you know the community that we live in is really splintered off because you have, you know, this group of people and you know all of the different the different factions and um like I said today I faced you know some homophobia and someone said because I someone asked me are you a member of the LGBTQ and I said yes I am and I said something and they said oh we figured that out and I'm like why would you got to bet on me or something so you know that's and I said to them very nicely you know that's the most stereotypical thing you could say to me is that you could tell by how I talked seriously because there's other people around there who talk maybe even in a different kind of voice than I do and it's like no and I said you know you gotta watch what you say with that you gotta watch that because you know that's not then you think that oh okay you know one student said something to me and I was like okay whatever um, so yeah but you know that's that's what you gotta face um, and so as I watch Giant, I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded of the stereotypes, and I'm reminded of how brown people are treated, especially in Texas. Um, and even even to this day, when I go somewhere and people think that I speak Spanish, and I'm like, no. I know bits and pieces of it. I know bits and pieces. Uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, I had a Mexican grandmother and I had a Portuguese grandmother. Now, I, the only Portuguese I know is Fajavoca, which means shut your mouth, because I didn't know when to shut up. And as I get older, I'm like, okay. And I, and I actually take, take uh, stock in the fact that in the morning I want, I want to just be quiet. Sometimes I'll talk, but I've learned to just like... Okay, I want my I want my coffee and I want something to drink, you know, like a meal replacement. And so, but yeah, in in a different atmosphere or a setting, it, it changes. I'm a mutable person. I I change in terms of my surroundings and in my environment. Now, if I was in Elizabeth Taylor's uh, situation, it's like okay, I'm gonna move to Texas. All right, all right, or anywhere else. Um, some people don't like change. I like change. Now, when it comes to change of support, that's a different thing. As I talked about yesterday, that that was a very big shock. What I was told, um, 
because that's where I don't like change is you come into a community with people and we're all working together and then all of a sudden oh we're going to change it you know that's what they do we're going to change it and it's like and um, that it still bothers me. But hey, you know, you got a one door closes and another one opens. So more power to them. Um, but in terms of new horizons and new atmospheres, it really it really is. It's a different world. And, and I'm watching Giant in real time. I do not intend to watch this all the way through because I have to go to sleep at some point. You know, I, I kept waking up. I woke up at four and then I woke up at five and then I woke up at six. Thankfully, I didn't wake up at three. <laughs> uh, although I used to go to bed at three, you know, but now things are different. Those those who know me, whether it's family or friends. When I meet, you know, when I, I remember I was with a family member in December and we were having lunch and she was stunned by the fact that I get up early and I said, well, because she's like, you're not a morning person. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I have to because that's what I signed up for. That's why I, you know, I made a promise and I have a responsibility to show up, which I do, with a good attitude. And I smile all the time. I'm sure that puts people off when I smile all the time. Uh, but I have to, you know. That's that's what I signed up for, whether I feel like it or not. You know, smile if you mean it smile like you mean it um but back to my grandmother so like in terms of spanish i know like adios i know leche the milk i knew i was a very little kid because we'd go to my grandmother's and she'd give us pan which is the mexican sweet bread and and uh the pig you know i forget what they're called but they're shaped like pigs we would call them piggies we were little and then we'd have milk and she called it leche and you know and then I would hear different things said in Spanish and, you know, um, over time, you know, I learned some Spanish, but yeah, not enough to, um, hold a conversation. No, no. And, um, because my grandmother didn't want me to speak to her in Spanish, she wanted me to speak to her in English probably cause, you know, I don't know. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, I don't know if she ever saw Giant. She wasn't one for movies. She wasn't. She loved music. She loved music. She would sing with my uncle, my great uncle. Um, they were a duo, so that's kind of in my background because I do sing a little bit. Students want me to sing today. I said, nope, I only sing rock and roll. I only sing rock and roll, which isn't true. Um, but we won't go there. But, you know, yeah. So Giant, Giant, this big, I don't even can we even call this a masterpiece everyone flocked to it because it was james dean let's get real james dean and elizabeth taylor and rock hudson and it's this big film backdrop you know texas and this mansion and 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 sal minio come on come on sal minio i mean yeah he was he was a gay man and here he was in hollywood and he's playing these roles if you watch rebel without a cause plato that's a that's a gay character because he wants he doesn't know how to act in front of james dean's character he wants to take him home and wants him to be like his dad and it's like oh geez yeah yeah um but he's also in giant <laughs> he's also in giant 
I mean, one of my friends told me that she had a theory that James... Oh, God, a theory again. But anyway, that James Dean and Salminio were probably together. And it's like, hey, okay, cool, cool. Oh, Hollywood, Hollywood, what can I say about Hollywood? You know, Hollywood is just... You know, you make those films and you watch them and you let them live under your skin. And uh, it's here and it's there and it's everywhere. And I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about this. But this is my grandmother's era of films. This is, I mean, think, you know, yeah, she would probably go to the movies, you know, it's CinemaScope. It's like, oh, great. We don't have to watch. I love Lucy for the week. You know, and and I wanted to. I'll probably do a show tomorrow because I I am fully aware that tonight is uh, Carol Burnett's ninetieth uh, birthday, and um, it's also the death. Of, you know, her good friend Lucille Ball, who died on this day in nineteen eighty nine, and um, Carol Burnett. Carol, what an icon! Okay, what an icon! And um, yeah. It, it was a very fascinating time, you know. She, I think she did like probably like a, a parody of Giant. I don't know. I, you can't, you can't quote me on that. Okay. So, I'm sure this episode is discombobulated and all that other shit. And um, but I'm tired, and like I said, sometimes I shouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> sometimes it's like. It's been a long day and I got to turn in and uh, all my energy and I go for these really long walks. And um, I'm sure if I was in Giant, I'd probably be going in the middle of nowhere because that's really what it is. It's, It's this big house on this very rural land. There's nothing. And yet there's all these different things going on in the film so we'll leave it at that alright as always unpleasant dreams